a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Jesus does not lie. And he told me, you're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He told me, this is my blood shed for you. He told me, whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. And I've heard the Lord's voice in the absolution, forgiven me. He's, he's told me that he, uh, that he loves the world, that he died for the world, that he shed his blood to save me and forgive me. He said it, and he doesn't lie. Those sins, which we're supposed to be conquering, have been conquered, not by our striving to overcome them, but they have been conquered by the death of Jesus. Those sins, even those pet sins that we're supposed to overcome, even the the sins that we keep coming back to, those have been crucified with Christ. Uh, and now uh, sanctification is is putting to death the old the old Adam, the old flesh, by confessing our sins. I wasn't paying attention to what you just said. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading Facebook statuses. Welcome to another edition of Table Talk Radio. Time for the theme music showdown. Uh, here on Table Talk yeah, Radio. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Get rid of that old thing. <laughs> Out with the old, in with the new. Uh, yes. Namely mine. Uh, we'll, f- we'll see. We'll let the listeners decide that. Uh, so in case you uh, haven't been listening... What if there's a tie? What if one listener votes one way and the other <laughs> listener votes the other way? <laughs> we'll have a, we'll have a, uh, a showdown. We'll, we'll uh, have to do another Iron Preacher. We can Preacher ask Dr. Kinsher. The, yeah, the, <laughs> the other... The other cool thing about this is not only um, does the most votes for the theme music w- get their theme music played on the show, and not only uh, that, but also the Table Talk Radio Points uh, prize. Was it 1 million Table Talk Radio Points? In addition to I these wonderful prizes, the winner also gets to prepare the bump music for every show thereafter. Uh, so that <laughs> is just really nice. Oh, yeah. Because I, I prepared mine, and I said, oh, Evan's going to have to clean this up. I was doing all sorts of stuff I'd never even seen and heard of before. It was like a mouse was All this keyboard. audio stuff. I had to turn the monitor I know, on. I know. I asked everyone on Facebook, anyone ever prepared a bump for a radio? <laughs> he sent over to Wilkin. Wilkin did it for him. I need help. <laughs> All right, well, that is, that's what we're doing in the first segment of the show. And then we're going to be answering a couple of your emails sent to questions at tabletalkradio.org and then finishing up the show with which ladder. Uh, so a solid Table Talk Radio lineup today, but first we have to start off the show with some buzzwords. Uh, Pastor, do you have a buzzword? Uh, yeah, I do. Antichrist. That's my buzzword. Do we have that? Uh, have we had that before? I can tell you right now because I'm looking for a buzzword as we speak. Um, yes, we have had it before, but go on, tell us How again. do we define it, then? Well, let's see how close you get to our definition. So, Antichrist is the, um, is the office uh, of the supreme false teacher uh, that the Scripture warns us about. Uh, so, we have the, uh, Paul warning the church in Thessalonica that there would be, at the end of time, one who would present himself in the temple of God and stand in the place of God. And that's what Antichrist means. It means uh, not only against Christ, but also in the place of Christ. Uh, Paul, uh, uh, John warns in his epistles that the Antichrist was coming, and indeed many Antichrists already have come, and uh, uh, and this um, 
uh, is seen in that the the one who teaches that Jesus has not come in the flesh is the Antichrist. So he, he not only stands in the place of um, of God, but he also then teaches against Christ. And our Lutheran confessions have identified uh, the Pope, who says that he is the vicar of Christ on earth, uh, to be Antichrist, to sit in the office of the Antichrist, as well as Mohammed is also identified as being uh, an Antichrist, one who stands in the place of Christ and teaches against the gospel. Okay, I want you to play real quickly, answer the question as... Uh, so answer the question at answer the question what is the antichrist as Tim LaHaye? Uh what's the guy uh the guy who's the prime minister of Spain that's who the antichrist is <laughs> <laughs> It's supposed to be the president of the European Union which I think they're having a bunch of trouble cuz isn't that Blair the old guy in England is the uh head of the European Union now and they're like how can Blair be the antichrist cuz he was all in favor of the of the wars that uh, President Bush was fighting, so but it's wouldn't, be a great the, wouldn't even not only the, the identification of the Antichrist be different, but even the theology of the Antichrist be different? Oh yeah, so it's a political thing, not a theological thing. So the, Tim LaHaye understands the Antichrist as a political office, uh, rather than uh, like uh, Paul writes to the Thessalonians at, in the church. All right, yes. And that, by the way, is uh, pretty good, pretty close to our, our working definition already at tabletalkradio.org under the buzzwords tab. It says, from the Greek, literally, in the place of Christ. This is also what is spoken of in Second Thessalonians as the man of lawlessness. Mm-hmm. That's good. Is that good? Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to go with... Um, Pantheism, uh, and pantheism is the belief that God is in everything. Simple enough. <laughs> All right. Got it. Pantheism. So we have now, our... The way this works, by the way, dear listener, who's tuning in for the first time, is we try to work these buzzwords into the conversation and get awarded fake points uh, if we do it. Wait. The points are fake? Yeah. Sorry <sighs> to disappoint. I didn't know that. All right. Okay, so it's time for the the theme music showdown, and uh, so uh, we're we're both gonna play our, our theme music. Um, Pastor Ruffin will go first, and I will play mine. Uh, now, if you want to vote, uh, the only valid ways of of voting here are by calling our toll free number one eight hundred three eight five SOLA, and pressing number two for the for the comments or, or or questions there, or you can email us at questions at tabletalkradio.org. Those are the only valid ways to vote for this. Or you can also note it on Facebook. No, 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 that doesn't count, because that can't be validated by all participants. It can be. I can send you a screenshot. Don't worry. (laughs) Facebook counts. Don't worry, No, 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 Facebook does not count. Don't worry, Facebook If you vote on Facebook, it does not count. (laughs) See how afraid he is of the new technology? (laughs) Come on. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you're going to say, oh, I got 40 votes on on Facebook. Now, no, you're lying, because we don't have 40, 40 listeners. 40 votes on Facebook is way low. I'm just <laughs> right. saying. Yeah. Matt, I, think I've, I think my soundbite already has about 100 votes on Facebook. We haven't even played it yet. <laughs> just saying. I'll have to take your word for it because I can't log in and validate. So, uh, Okay, well, here it is. Here's Pastor Wolfmuller's theme song, and you can vote for it if you think it is. Uh, it should be the new Table Talk Radio theme song. Ready. <laughs> It's for freedom that yeah. Christ set us free. And the church is the play, is the house of that freedom. We have God's promises that our sins are forgiven. And that word, that, that very promise, creates, creates faith that our sins are really forgiven. 
There is no charge for awesomeness or attractiveness. <laughs> You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Yeah. Hey, that was awesome. Hey, uh, do you want to go ahead and play the rest? It's just this is where you talk it, over the it, fade it out. Seem, it seemed to have been cut off. I don't think we got the second half of that. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go on and on forever and ever. How many? It started to fade out. The awesome riff there started to fade out at what? The 32 seconds, I think. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Now, if that, uh, if you want that sound to be the new sound of Table Talker Radio, give us a call 1-800-385-SOLA. Uh, 1-800-385-7652, press option 2, and let us know that Pastor Wolfmuller's theme music is your choice for the Table Talk Radio sound. Or you can uh, send us email questions at tabletalkradio.org. And now it's time to hear my choice for the new Table Talk Radio theme music. <laughs> A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously. Without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. To see, to see the face of God is to be destroyed. So God now veils himself in, in the flesh and blood of Jesus. And he uses that, those means, namely his flesh and his blood, his life and, and his death, he uses those means to save us. And when we were baptized at the font with God's name placed upon us in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, with the sign of the cross being placed upon our forehead and our hearts marking as ones redeemed, we were adopted as sons of God. Are we doing the show now? Is the theme over? All right, so that could be the new new sound of Table Talk Radio. It's no fun. That's the same one. I was ready for your um. I, I was totally ready for your uh, 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 Muppets song. Uh, I'm sorry to disappoint. I was. I even found out what it was, but I decided not to u- use it. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. That was my plan. Mm-hmm. You fell right into nah, my nah, trap. So, uh, if you want that to be the new sound of Table Talk Radio, or rather continue it to be the sound of Table Talk Radio, you can call 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652, or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio. Here you are just kind of politically banking on the fact that Lutherans don't like change. <laughs> I spent, I spent uh, four, four or five weeks looking for the most awesome of all riffs and found it. Superstitious. Really? Why didn't you send it to me? <laughs> I don't think that That's people want to hear hear the soundbite of Jack Black week after week after week. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. There's no charge <laughs> oh, for God. awesomeness. Oh yeah. Then your little thing too. <laughs> Ready. I don't even remember that soundbite. I remember that one, but the soundbite that you had for your voice. I don't remember you saying that in the air. I think you just recorded that. I need to think of something good to say for the for the opening. True. All right. Table Talk Radio coming your way after this break. We answer some of your emails. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Serious Theology. 
Seriously bad hosts. My horse sent me an email this morning. Said he was tired of eating oats and hay. So I made him a ham salad sandwich. Took it to him, then I heard him say, I wanted peanut butter. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio, talking about your emails and questions sent to questions at tabletalkradio.org. What? They were also submitted by Facebook. Okay, well, why don't you go first? What what Facebook questions do we have? Oh man, okay, here's one. Uh, oh yeah, here Church Stein theology. No, no, no. Any we're, we're answering emails. I had not, to turn around and go to the Church back Stein of the theology. <laughs> go ahead. All uh, right, go ahead. All right, fine. Here, okay. Here it says, if you don't want Jesus on Earth, why would Jesus want you in heaven? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so, uh, what do you think? We. I think the answer oh, to that is. Um, I don't know. I, I can't think of a reason why he'd want you in heaven. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, that's right. Because he died for sinners. That's why. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Forget about that. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you want to want to go to the voicemail? Oh, yeah. Here's system? another one. Uh, all right. All right. I got loads here on Facebook, by the way. Tons of activity on our Facebook fan page. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me just put up here. Vote for this new bump. Hey, why don't why don't you go ahead and poke yeah, all of ahead, our go. all of our members uh, on my behalf? Just send them all a poke for me, would you? You know how many we have sitting here? Oh, here. I got another request to add. Now we have 594. Mm-hmm. And how many of them were just, just came just, because of invites by you? Uh, none, by the <laughs> Whatever. Way. All right. Here's a voicemail question sent to us at 1-800-385-SOLA. Hello, Table Talk Radio. I recently heard you crunch the song East to West by Casting Crowns. You, approve it, you approved it for listening with little time for look, to look for false teaching. I may have found some. Let me know what you think. The song in the chorus goes, Jesus, can you tell me just how far the east is from the west? I can't bear to see the man I've been come rising up in me again. Later, it changes slightly. Jesus, you know just how far the east is from the west. I don't have to see the man I've been come rising up in me again. This sounds to me like they don't have a Lutheran view of sanctification. Like, I now have the choice to sin or not, and I don't have to sin anymore. I'd love to know what you think, because when I played the Lutheran anthropology game, the song was crunched for false doctrine. Is there any way this song could be understood correctly? Thanks a lot. Goodbye. Thanks for the call. Uh, that is very good. I'm so really worried about people out there playing the Lutheran anthropology game. <laughs> well, that's the point, wasn't it, that we played it so people would play it at home? Um yeah, I guess so. I would like it's to just point out... It's kind of a out... creepy name. <laughs> just don't go around I mean, telling just, everyone you play I mean, it. of all the ridiculous <laughs> names that we have, the Lutheran Anthropology Game is What's really... What's wrong with I love hey, guys, that name. Hey, guys, go to a party at the barbecue. <laughs> hey, guys, let's play the Lutheran Anthropology Game. Yeah, yeah, put away the lawn darts. Yeah. <laughs> I've been wanting to play that for years. Yeah, that, that's what... Uh, when Hannah has a has a sleepover, a slumber party... Uh, you know, Brian comes down and goes, hey guys, who wants to play the Lutheran Anthropology game? <laughs> I do. I yeah, do. that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We've been waiting to play that all night. <laughs> I I wanted to point out uh, that this caller asked the right question at the very end. He said, uh, is there a way that, that uh, this can be uh, understood in a right way? I think that is a good question because it 
it's it's a good question that's in line with the uh, the eighth commandment. So what is the in a sense the best construction we can put on these on these lyrics? So uh, it, with the words, I don't have to see the man I've been rising up in me again. Is there a way, Pastor Wolfman, we can understand that with proper theology? Um, perhaps. I mean, perhaps if I. I mean, I. I don't know exactly why I'm having trouble understanding this. Uh, the lyrics to this song, but is it, it, I mean, see if I'm getting it right. Is it saying that, um, like Paul would be writing to the, um, uh, to the saints and and Colossae, for example, and he says, you know, you used to be of such, of that type, immoral, etc. Uh, but, um, but that's been crucified. And so this song is saying the same thing. I used to be, uh, a pretty bad sinner, but, and I, but I want to keep putting that old sinful flesh down. Is that what it's saying, or is it saying the opposite of that? Why, well, why am I having trouble understanding this? Perhaps well, because I'm typing on Facebook. And yeah, also there's that, and it's also, I mean, a little, it's a little tough. I mean, this is this is a hard thing that we deal with when we deal with songs, is as you're trying to make think, something work lyrically in the flow of the song, and so uh, the clarity isn't always the highest. So I think this can be just with uh, reading the sentence, it can be understood either way, the way that you just described, as Saint Paul would meet it, but also as the listener was insinuating too. That this is uh, uh, trying to indicate that that uh, the the old sinful flesh no longer plagues me, as if the the man has a choice that he's no longer going to see the sinful flesh uh, continue to sin in this life. So we can just take away the question mark and say, you know, if 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 this line means uh, the way Saint Paul uh, refers to it, then then it wouldn't be um, wouldn't be problematic. But if it is in the sense that uh, the Christian life is about uh, moral progress, and therefore you don't long, you no longer need uh, to see the old man rise up again because he you can train him or or you have the free will to not to not do that. Oh, that would be wrong. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we we had a sim- I think that's fair. We had a similar question on uh, email that um that we've been getting at the sanctification point because we say from the scriptures that the Christian has two independent wills, the new man and the old man, etc. And we had some um. Uh, questions about that. Uh, how does that look in the practical decision making? And perhaps it's a very related topic. And we might say simply this about that. And that is that. Um, uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say again. Oh, yeah, I know. Is that the part of us that is us when Paul talks about the me part of this uh, duality? It's the it's the um, uh, it's the new man. It's the spirit. That's us. And we're fighting against the flesh, which is not an essential part of us. So when it comes to uh, recognizing this, this is how we want to talk, is that, hey, that flesh, which wants to rise up in us and wants to overtake the new man, that's uh, that part of us belongs to the world. That's the old me. That's the old self. And it's to be put down and put to death um, through repentance and faith. Yeah, so you're referring to an email that Matthew sent us, and he says this. Um, uh, you basically said that the f- that the freedom is in repentance, so I think what you just said. The new man struggles to repent. I always thought that repentance is God's work wrought in us through his law and gospel. Also, you didn't seem to answer how spiritual decisions are made. You acknowledge that there is a battle between the old man and the new man, but never said how the decisions are made. If both cannot do what the other wants, um, uh, so you made it, he says you, you make an excellent case 
that there is a battle, while I agree, you have yet to answer as to how the decisions are made. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, and I really don't know, but I do, I mean, but we do have this sense of, um, uh, that the one who is us, the one who is me, Brian Wolfmuller, is the new man, the baptized man. Uh, it is Christ who lives in me, etc. And, uh, and that this new man now, by the Lord's word and by the Spirit, is putting to death the flesh, which is, it's me also, but it's not essentially me. It's the part of me that's being put off. It's the part of me that's going to be left behind when the Lord returns or when I breathe my last breath. Uh, so, so as far as kind of one having primacy over the other, I think that's that's how we have to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the uh, it's it, where Paul says it's not me, but it's my flesh that dwells in me. Uh, that that that's I think the understanding that we want to have when we look at these two natures and how they interact with each other. Could we? Um, what do you think about this, Pastor? Because uh, this whole question starts um, with the question of what freedom does the will have after conversion, and uh, perhaps we uh, we shouldn't give much free will to the to the human will even after conversion. So that even after conversion, we're still just subject to the word of God, uh, that God's law still addresses our sin and God's gospel brings us to life, and that we are passive in that even in our lives of sanctification. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, it, but look, it depends on how you describe freedom. I mean, if, freedom, if the freedom uh, that we want to talk about is the freedom of the will to choose, then that's a different sort of thing than the freedom that the Lord talks about with the sons of God, which is a freedom from the slavery to sin. So that so the flesh, which doesn't have a, a the, I'm sorry, the new man, which doesn't have a choice to sin, it can't sin, it can only do right, is perfectly free, precisely because it's free from sinning. So if you want to describe freedom as having a choice, that's one thing. But the way that the Bible will describe the freedom of the Christian is the freedom. Uh, not to sin or to or to do right, but rather the freedom from sin and the freedom from death and the freedom from guilt. Hmm. All right, hmm. very good. Well, so in that sense, we are the uh, we can talk about the freedom uh, of the Christian because, uh, well, because we're perfectly free uh, uh, from any sort of fear of God's condemnation. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's true. So, I mean, when we talk about the freedom of the will, um, what we the, what we often hear, especially in American evangelicalism, is that now um, uh, you're free to to start sinning less and less. But what you find in, in that kind of a preaching Sunday after Sunday is that it really becomes a bondage, uh, a bondage to sin again. So now, because the flesh is unable to to come to that point, um, one finds himself just in bondage once again. Because he's trying by his own ability to free himself, rather than just throwing himself upon the mercies of Christ um, and his forgiveness, which there is freedom. Um, right, and this also helps with this crazy thing that we always hear. You, we, I don't. This is nuts, but we, we always hear this business that God didn't create robots, so we have to have the freedom to love or or not love, freedom to choose God or not choose. No, that's not the kind of freedom that the, we want to pursue. We want a freedom from sin and a freedom from death and a freedom from from fear, which is what the Lord gives us in the gospel. Uh, very good. All right, so after this commercial break, we're going to be playing Which Ladder only on Ooh. Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back. What kind of bump is this? Don't worry, you'll be doing them soon. 
not really one of the best decisions you've made today. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Today I don't feel like doing anything. I just want to lay in my place. Don't feel like picking up my phone. So leave a message at the tone. Because today I swear I'm not doing anything. Hey, that's like you on Facebook, just doing nothing, just being on Facebook. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Facebook, let's just check the page here. Oh, oh, so so far, oddly enough, <laughs> these don't count. The anyway. votes are the votes are two for you and two oh for me. Goodness. I just got a new yeah. vote, Brian Westgate. I stand by my classmate, Father Gagline. Uh, we uh, Scott <laughs> Thanks, Brian. also says. He stands with Evan uh, because he's superstitious. On the other hand, James uh, Lintz uh, voted for the new intro and also Jen Wolf. And those who vote for the new intro are getting a lot of positive feedback from me. Like, okay, I mean, so like this, this is how it's set up. Here, uh, click on here and listen to the my new theme music. Oh, but Evan, uh, there's nothing to listen to because uh, it's just the same, so don't bother. Uh, I'll have you know I spent time finding... Uh, and th- this is no easy task. Listening to our own show, no finding some, t- I know, I know, <laughs> finding new clips to put on. So it is not the same. I, I think this is an, this is a unfair voting measure here. Uh, so Facebook votes don't count. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that, Facebook listeners? He's saying you don't count. There's something going on here. This is some sort of um, uh, this is Facebook suffrage issue. <laughs> You're gonna have a riot on your hands. It's a good thing you you won't even know about it though. I I think having a Facebook account is the mark of the Antichrist. <laughs> Pretty soon you're not gonna be able to get groceries uh, without a Facebook yeah, account. Right, right. <laughs> All right, so look, I'm gonna give you ten points for that. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, uh, let's play some Witch Ladder now. Pastor, explain to us how this game works. All right, so. We got three ladders. Uh, we don't have three ladders. Our sinful flesh does, though, and it has. It's the three ladders by which we uh, have invented our own little religion uh, to get to God. So Adolf Caberly writes about these: the ladders of moralism, mysticism, and rationalism. That is, moralism, the ladder of the will, you got to be good enough. Rationalism, the ladder of the mind, you got to be smart, smart enough. And uh, mysticism, the ladder of the of the uh, emotions or the psyche, or, or where you have to be. Mm, Pastor isn't climbing Touched the ladder God. of the mind. <laughs> I am. I'm you're not. not. You're I'm not. a little bit sleepy because you're not smart afternoon. enough. Kinda... <laughs> yeah, I don't have to worry about that ladder. That's for sure. In fact, I really don't have to worry about any of the ladders. I'm not sensitive enough, smart enough, or good enough. Now Stuart Smiley comes in. Oh, now, now, now! Look at yourself in the mirror. You're good enough. You're smart enough. And gosh darn it, people like you. Stuart Smiley had a different mirror than God gives us in his law. It's true. That's all I'm saying. Now, uh, so then, uh, so what we do is we send Evan hunting for audio to uh, or uh, different stories and things, and then we listen to different uh, things. I don't even know what you have today. We listen to them, and then we say, which ladder is this cat telling us to climb? Uh, so That's a good go. point, hey, by like the way. vote just came in on our Table Talk Radio have page you, Have you thought this through? If you have a short theme theme song, how are you going to do show prep? Uh, how, how, if I do what? If I have to do all the theme song stuff? No, no, no. If you have a short theme song, how are you going to do show prep? Oh, don't worry. (laughs) Uh, Brian Thorson says, 
A new intro sounds great, but not the one you posted. I will stop listening if I have to go to that disco stuff. Anything <laughs> but that. Let me dislike this. Uh, <laughs> Brian, I'm going to respond. All right, let's play the first entry. I'm going to tell Brian Thorson that Facebook votes don't count. <laughs> All right, uh, here's the first clip for which ladder? Jesus Christ is said to have lived this life here in the first three decades of the century, dying somewhere around the year 33. The Gospels all came later. Mark was the first one written, and the other three are clearly derived from Mark. Mark mentions the destruction of the Jewish temple, which happened in the year 70. So the Gospels all came later than that, probably much later. How dramatic. There's a gap of four <laughs> decades or more. Most of what we know about this period comes from a man who says he saw Jesus Christ come to him in a vision. He was the Apostle Paul, formerly known as Saul of Tarsus. Paul was a bit of a scold, but the salvation he offered through the God he called Christ Jesus was very popular. He traveled widely and in his wake left behind groups of new Christians who formed the early Christian church. Paul wrote lots of letters about Christianity. In fact, he wrote 80,000 words about the Christian religion. These documents represent almost all we have of the history of Christianity during this decades-long gap. And here's the interesting thing. If Jesus was a human who had recently lived, nobody told Paul. Paul never heard of Mary, Joseph, Bethlehem, Herod, John the Baptist. He never heard about any of these miracles. He never quotes anything that Jesus is supposed to have said. He never mentions Jesus having a ministry of any kind at all. He doesn't know about any entrance into Jerusalem. He never mentions Pontius Pilate or a Jewish mob or any trials at all. Paul doesn't know any of what we would call the story of Jesus, except for these last three events. And even these... Okay, so the three events on the screen say the death and resurrection and ascension of Christ. Um, so just as a because you can't see the screen, I had to read that to you. So uh, it continues. Thank you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. If you could post it on Facebook, I'd, you could, that'd be fine. Uh, I can't. Paul never places on earth. Just like the other savior gods of the time, Paul's Christ Jesus died, rose, and ascended all in a mythical realm. Okay, also on the screen right now, to, to prove the point he just made, he quotes uh, Hebrews 8.4. <laughs> what, what does that say? Which isn't even Pauline. but uh, Okay, uh, Hebrews 8.4 says, Now, if he were on earth, he would not be a priest at all, since there are, since there are priests who offer gifts according to the law. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, so it continues. Paul doesn't believe that Jesus was ever a human being. He's not even aware of the idea. And he's the link between the time frame given for the life of Jesus and the appearance of the first gospel account of that life. This is why you don't hear many Christian leaders talking about the early days of Christianity. Because once you assemble the facts, the story is that Jesus lived, everyone forgot. And then they remember. <laughs> All right. So that is from... Magic. The, Who is this dude? <laughs> this is from the DVD entitled the documentary, The God Who Wasn't There. 
And uh, do you remember the, that atheist group that was doing the blasphemy challenge? Yeah. Uh, I don't know that they produced this, but they were uh, giving it out or distributing it through their uh, little anti-ministry thing there. Um, and then, do you know what uh, scholar? Omin- it's just—it's not anti-ministry; it's ministry. <laughs> um, and then, do you do you know what uh, scholar is predominantly featured on this video? Uh, no, is it going to be your Jesus seminar guy? Yeah, Dr. Robert Price is uh, predominantly oh, featured. Your your buddy. Yeah. So okay. So which ladder? Um, this is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> what are they now? Do, do, I would like just to simply contrast, um, the the bump music that they use with the new bump music that we're gonna have. Oh, <laughs> and talk about how much awesomer ours is. Uh, <laughs> but also, um, don't worry, uh, everyone. Uh, Pastor Wilson will be tired of this. His theme, new music, his new theme music, in about a month or two. So if if you don't like <laughs> it and gets put it in, it'll be gone before long anyway. I get apparently tired of the wrong things because I never get tired of the bad jokes. They go way past. <laughs> yeah, tell me about Darren it. Darren Lathan, by the way, uh, sounding in on our Facebook page. I like the new intro music, but I'm already worn out by there's no charge for awesomeness or attractiveness. <laughs> Just speaking the truth. There's no charge. <laughs> now, um, let's see here. This the atheists generally fit into the category of um, of uh, what are they? The rationalists, right? The ladder of the mind. Here's the very interesting thing, though. Remember how the rationalists just can't stand the mystics? They're always going against each other. So what are the so what does the rationalist atheist do? They make Christianity into mysticism, and that's precisely the move that they're making with Paul. Paul doesn't know the earth of life of Jesus. Jesus lives only in the spiritual realm, etc., etc. So first you reject the incarnational histor- uh, historicity of Christianity. You make it into a, a Gnostic religion, a mystic religion, and then you despise it because that's what the um, rationalist does with mysticism. Mm. So I'm going to put this with the ladder of the mind. Very good. Now, I thought it was interesting. I mean... Uh, he's saying that Paul uh, didn't even know the the uh, about the events of Jesus. Never quotes anything from it. Uh, wasn't this the same Paul in First Corinthians said, "If Christ has not been raised, and our faith is in vain"? Does yeah, that sound like yeah. Paul? Right. Or, or never mind that he was he was there when Stephen was being stoned for <laughs> preaching about the what Jesus did. Oh, but people forgot about it until until the Gospels. Oh, and then uh, was this, was it Paul also in also in First Corinthians that quotes Jesus from the from the Last Supper? So almost as if he knew about Jesus' ministry. Is that <laughs> yes, does that sound yeah. like Paul? That's amazing. Was that was it Paul who supervised the writing of the Gospel of Mark when he was in jail in Rome? Never mind that. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so you don't, nailed. Don't trouble me with the facts, atheist. <laughs> So usually we call this a ladder of rationalism, but uh, in this case, uh, the ladder of irrationalism. Um, but uh, all rationalism. <laughs> all right, you're listening to Table Talk Radio. We're playing Which Ladder? More of that after this commercial break. Heaven was awaiting at the 
In a recent survey, 98% of listeners can't stand Table Talk Radio. We would like to express our gratitude to those who did not participate in the study. I am my own affliction. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Which ladder is the game? That's making me mad. Uh, Switchfoot is making you mad then. Oh, Switchfoot. They're supposed to be Christian. (laughs) You want to play Christian or secular with their bump music? (laughs) I I almost used a a Switchfoot song for my new theme, Chem 6A. Is that Switchfoot? I think it is. Maybe it's Drive. I can't remember. I don't remember. Uh, we are not your musical gurus here on Table Talk Radio, but we are experts. We are your ladder gurus. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, Pastor Wolfmere with 200 points uh, for correctly identifying that last clip as the ladder of the mind. And now it's time for clip Thank number you. two. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Born ready. Here comes Pastor Wolfman's harangue. Go. Uh, Are you feeling okay? <laughs> I'm a little bit sleepy. Didn't I mention no, that? No, no, no. You're distracted. Close Facebook. Welcome to the show. All right. You just heard In the Secret in the Quiet Place. Your thoughts? I just put a, I just put uh, on Facebook, by the way, that uh, how disappointed I was that you didn't do a new intro with the Muppets Manamana song. Mm. I did bump out with it, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, in the secret in the quiet place. This is just pure mysticism. I mean, classic mysticism. What's the secret quiet place? It's not like uh, next door where the people moved out, <laughs> you know, where I keep my Bible. It's, uh, well, you know where the secret quiet place is. It's on the inside, Evan. Mm. Yeah, well, you might not know this, but I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you. That's I, where the secret quiet place is. So that's where you meet with God. In the secret quiet place, it's all internal. It's just, it's just, it's the same old thing. I mean, the ladder of mysticism. You know, we what? You know what we need to do? Uh, don't worry. I'm gonna look for mystics groups right now on um, <laughs> on Facebook. Because there's gotta be some you mystics groups. Create one and then then you know, <clears throat> talk about the latest praise songs. Hey, this is a fantastically mystic song. <laughs> <laughs> 
Be the Gnostic group for, or something. Yeah. I, how do I look for groups? Let me see here. Groups. I don't know, but while you're Small working group. on that, let me read to you a an email that Allison wrote us that is related to this topic. She uh-huh. says, uh, hello, I am a high school podcast listener from Nebraska. Uh, first, I would like to say thank you. Wait for a minute. Hold on. Hold on. A podcast listener from Nebraska that's in high school. Yes. Okay. Got it. They have the internet in Nebraska now, as of yesterday. <laughs> uh, I would. L- oh, don't we have a, we have like three <laughs> listeners in Nebraska? Now they're going to be alienated. I'm against that, by the way, dear Nebraskans. <laughs> Whatever. I know you've had the internet for at least three months. <laughs> okay, first I'd like to say thank you for making this show. My dad showed it to me when I kept complaining that the high school youth group at my church didn't teach me anything. At least I didn't. It didn't really teach me anything I wanted to know about Lutheran theology. Uh, now I smuggle the praise song cruncher into our Bible study studies based on songs. <laughs> uh, way to go, Allison. Here's her question. I am. Uh, I also have a question about something Pastor Wolfmuller said when you were playing the praise song cruncher in episode 100. He was ranting about how the praise songs were talking about letting ourselves go. Then on Sunday, I noticed in the gospel reading, Matthew 16, then Jesus says to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life must lose it. But whoever must lose, whoever loses their life for me will find it. Aren't these sort of talking about the same thing? Uh, so answer Allison then, is this the same thing? Yeah, not, no, they're opposite things. See, what, what um, this sense of uh, denying yourself uh, versus losing yourself I mean, Jesus does say, whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Uh, and so that the Lord gives you back this life. The mystic idea has this, it's, it is the idea that that you are an individual, uh, but you are, you are loosing the bonds of your individuality. You're being absorbed into the sea of this thing that's greater than you. Uh, you, you are abandoning your own self and your own identity in order to be kind of subsumed into this larger entity. When Jesus uh, talks about uh, um, uh, denying yourself and taking up the cross and following him, it, it, it lacks completely this mystical sense of being subsumed into Christ. It is, it's simply what Jesus is saying is something far greater. And, and, it's, and he's saying this, look, your sinful nature is built um, to serve itself, uh, and to exalt itself, etc., and that sinful nature has to now die. It has to be put to death. What Jesus is talking about is repentance, um, uh, uh, the the uh, the death of our own will and our own selfishness and self-centeredness, uh, but not the death of ourselves. Um, uh, he still gives us a name. Uh, it, it's it's very significant. Uh, that the that the Lord Himself calls us by name, uh, that, that He's that in the baptismal liturgy says, "How are you named?" and He and and we give Him uh, how we are named, and that the Lord respects that and keeps the eighth commandment for us and does not uh, destroy our name. Uh, the, the mysticism is about the destruction of of the name and your own identity. I don't know if that I mean if that makes it clear enough distinction, but no, I think so. So the difference between uh, repentance and um uh this uh letting yourself go in like as you said the kind of the, the sea of the of the divine so now that uh it it's all about uh letting yourself letting yourself go so that you can be absorbed by the, by the divine this uh, well it's all about what mysticism is 
um, versus uh, repenting of your sins, repenting of of of, of your sinful nature, and then um, taking up the cross, uh, re- receiving that that uh, uh, well the the grace of forgiveness from 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 Christ, but also it also comes at a, a high cost uh, in in this earth too that we do carry heavy crosses in our lives. So true. Makes sense to me. Thank you for listening, uh, Allison in Nebraska, and thank you for sending us an email at questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can also chime in on the Facebook fan page where there's a huge fight breaking out now about this new bump. Lincoln Winters, who, who I don't trust since he beat me at Iron Preacher, <laughs> says that the Manamana song would be awesome. I'm not sure I like the new one. I'll tell you, do like the new one. <laughs> All if right, are you? Sure, I'll help you. Are you done on this? On this ladder, you want to go to the next one? Yeah, yeah. All right, here let's, it is then. Verse 11 says, "Put on God's whole armor, the armor of a heavy-armed soldier, which God supplies, that you might be able successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil." Now, "put on" is a phrase that we find several places. In the Bible. Put on love, it says in Colossians 3. Put on bowels of mercy. Here it says we are to put on the full armor of God. Now, this is step two and it's very important, but it requires some action on our part. And it requires us to function beyond our emotions. Righteousness has been given to us, for example, but we must put it on. We must walk in that righteousness. All the armor that you need to defeat the devil, all of the armor that you need to defeat the devil has been given to you as a gift from God. Everybody say, I have what it takes. I have what it takes. You really do. You have what you need to defeat the devil. But you see, just carrying it around with you or just knowing mentally that you have it doesn't do you any good. The Bible says, put on, put on The full armor of God. The Bible says to put on Christ, to put on the new nature, to put off the old nature. So we have a job to put on and to put off. And that literally means be active, be aggressive, watch, pray, do your part, and don't let the devil get the upper hand over you. All right. Uh, uh, How do we do, we ought to get some way that we can do that echoing sound, like the auditorium sound effect in our voices. Uh Mm-hmm. Um, you remember, I think we, uh, our old soundboard that we had had that effects feature that we could play around with that on. Do you remember that? Uh, no. Maybe maybe I, I didn't use it because I knew it wouldn't make for good radio. <laughs> but yeah, that's a cool good idea. sound that's like great. you're talking to like a million people. <laughs> um, okay, so put on the whole armor of God. I, what does it mean, by the way? I was wondering if you could demonstrate... For this for me sometime if you could show me what it means to put on the bowels of mercy <laughs> uh oh our, our theme music's coming up whoa whoa i didn't recognize it because it's not groovy enough <laughs> i would say this is going to be the ladder of moralism uh it's about uh, all the things that we have to do to succeed in the christian life what what it means to put on the armor of god is not to depend on our own strength but to depend on the righteousness, the truth, and the uh, and the faith that the Lord Jesus gives to us. All right, see you next time. You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. 
Call us toll free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.